He called his mother. She answered the phone by screaming out, Is it true, Jake? And he knew immediately that something had happened to Capenzi. After making it out of the drug game, unscathed, Jake always believed that it was just a matter of time before he would have to pay the price for the dirt he'd done. The pregnant women he'd sold crack to, the weak junkies he exploited, the communities he'd helped destroy. Ten years after selling his first vial of crack, there had been no retribution from the gods. And then the music industry came calling, an entirely different world of sin. Ten years in, and he hadn't paid the price for those crimes either. Until a year ago, everything had been coming up roses. Should have never let my guard down, Jake said, more to himself than the doctor. He swigged from his water bottle and kept his eyes fixed on the view outside the window. The therapist scribbled and nodded. That's where I went wrong. I stopped looking back, had the nerve to start planning my future, said Jake. He finally looked the doctor in the eye. I was trying to get my wife pregnant all my life. I said I never wanted to be a father. I'd seen too much, done too much. I couldn't see me being anyone's dad. Capenzi changed all of that. I wanted to have a baby with her. You know how vulnerable you have to be to try and get someone pregnant? On purpose? The doctor nodded. Jake realized that his voice was getting high-pitched again. It was the warning that he was about to cry. Something he'd been able to control, slightly, for the past few weeks. Have you thought about taking a break from work to sort of... A break? Have you listened to anything I've said in the past six weeks? The doctor flipped back a few pages in her notebook. I know you said you were trying to close a deal for a set of headphones. Yeah, said Jake. And I'm running a record label with 20 different artists who all want something from me. I own apartment buildings, a restaurant, a clothing line. Jake let his voice trail off and took another swig from his bottle. Take a break, he said under his breath. Jake leaned over and grabbed a magazine from the stack the doctor kept on the table between them. He flipped through it absentmindedly and froze when he got to a full-page cosmetics ad featuring Capenzi. Jake tossed the magazine to the floor as if it had burned his hand. I'm sorry, Jake, the doctor said. I can try to make sure that... That what? Jake said. That you scrubbed this office of any trace of my wife? Can you delete all of her songs from the playlist in your waiting room? Let's start there. Jake got up and walked over to a window near the doctor's desk. And while you're at it, call the billboard company that owns that sign right there. Some days I think I'm doing okay. Then I see a 50-foot billboard of my wife's face staring down at me. That has to be difficult.
You can also contact the editors of every magazine on the newsstands and tell them to please stop publishing memorials of my wife to sell a few issues. Be real helpful to be able to walk down the street and not see her face or the scene from the crash. The doctor motioned for Jake to sit back down, and he did, letting out a rush of breath as he slumped on the couch. My wife is everywhere except where I need her to be, said Jake. And that shit pisses me off. Her fans still have her. They have all of her that they ever had. Does that make sense? The doctor nodded. I mean, they can still listen to her music, watch her videos, look at her pictures, whatever. I don't have a substitute for my wife. But everywhere I go, she's there. Jake took another swig from his water bottle and then let his head fall back.